Welcome into the National Hour on the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. I'm Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. We are live on Sportsnet, Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver and Sportsnet 960 in Calgary. And as always, this hour of Real Kipper and Bourne brought to you by Bet365. Did we feel frozen last night with 16 games on tap? Now, of course, here in Canada, we... We didn't get it unless we're one of Sammy's hey. criminal neighbors okay, hold on. who's got maybe a an illegal contraption or two. He does? Sammy's neighbors do? Listen, I, I tell we them they do not endorse this. Okay. We don't endorse it. So my reviews on Frozen Frenzy were good. I have buddies that have ways to watch it. Just say they live in the U.S., man. No, no. Yeah. Oh, my American buddies, my American buddies were texting me, telling me, that it was really good. And I watched uh, Pat McAfee today uh, for about 40 minutes before Austin Matthews came on. And I watched it. I mean, this is the most Gen Z thing I'll ever say, but I watched it live on TikTok. And <sighs> um, so they, they have live on there. They put it live on there. So I was watching it. And all the comments, people can comment on there all the time and say, Frozen Frenzy, surprisingly good. Frozen Frenzy, really fun. Frozen Frenzy, really well done. Which I was surprised by because I mean, people are pretty cynical, cynical about this kind of mean, thing. And it's yeah. the first time they've ever done it. And to have it be pretty, like, I've had FOMO. I wanted to be able to watch it. And I get why you can't do it here with the, with the broadcast rights and having it be TSN, sports. I understand all that. But it's just, it's cool that they kind of pulled it off on their first try. And it's something they should do more of. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I liked it too. Right? A lot of hockey. Who doesn't like it? It's really, like... Did it feel differently though? Like there's some nights it when did, there's twelve I had a sixteen team parlay that almost hit. Right? Oh my god! We've had twenty four <laughs> teams play. Twenty six. Super close. Like, twenty eight. So how many did you get? Twelve out of fourteen out of sixteen. Oh and the my two I didn't get, I was leading. Oh so my! When Detroit god. was in overtime with Columbus, my five dollar bet, I was offered a five hundred dollar cash out. <laughs> And I text our boy Bunk, and he was like, hang in there. Oh, yeah, D-Gen. Good idea. What idea. was your payout? They offered me 500 37000 was the payout on the $5 bet had I hit the whole thing. They offered me 500 to cash out on the bet. <laughs> and sure. I decided to hang in there. Detroit blows it. They go to OT and ends up losing no, it. No, Kraken blew it. Well, the Kraken ended yeah. up winning yeah, in OT, the, yeah, though, and I had yeah. Detroit. So yeah. it fell apart, but, I mean, it felt different for me last night. I had spent the money in my head. Golf membership. <laughs> Golf membership paid for. <sighs> Buddy, that's uh, your bar tab. Oh, oh no, mine. Yeah, Not yours right. anymore. It used to be yours. Ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, it, I made enough phone calls today to a lot of people in the States, and it's like some people get it. Some people go, that ah, nothing did nothing for me, and it yeah. kind of ticked off a few teams. Uh, Detroit was not happy no. at an 8.38 start when... Uh, Newsy was unhappy. Seattle wasn't happy either because they flew in and you got to sit around and wait. And yeah. uh, But you can't please everybody. Do you want, you want to hear some Frozen Frenzy stats, guys? Of course we do. 16 games, 102 goals, 6.4 goals per game, 93 unique goal scorers, 944 shots on goal, 10 road wins. The first goal by Morgan Riley at 630 and the last goal by Shea Theodore at 145 a.m. ET. And those, like are, all, that's all, those are all from uh, Pat McAfee's show today, which was he did a 20-minute thing on why hockey is awesome. And it did a lot more for hockey than Austin Matthews' interview. Let's just say <laughs> Matthews is on and... Yeah, it was not thrilling. By yeah. any stretch of the imagination. But he was a classic hockey guy. And Pat even asked him, like, why are you guys basically, like, why are you guys so guarded? Yeah. 
And he's just like, oh, we're, you know, we're just all down to earth guys. And we're hockey players yeah. and we're not promoters. We're not self promoters. Yeah. Like but you know a what? lot of your friends, Pat. I, I had a, a sad epiphany today, you know, and I was just like, maybe these guys are just not interesting. Yeah. Like maybe your life has to be so focused on hockey that you don't have time to read a damn book or go to well, a museum or, you know, whatever the. Too much weight on their shoulders to, you know, go on. Pat McAfee show, and and now this is going to be the one that really gets people interested. And it's like, no, it's not. They asked Austin, "What was your welcome to the NHL moment?" Oh, yeah. It was the highlight of the interview. And he's like, uh, big smile came across his like, face. Well, I scored four in my first game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they were like, <laughs> but prior to the league cutting ties with NBC, yeah, and going with ESPN, yeah, they wouldn't look at it. No, but like. You know how many times the NHL uh, was featured on, like, The Tonight Show with Fallon? A ton. Is that true? I, I don't yeah. Know. Okay. No, no, no. They did a lot. They they tried to help promote. It even kind of snuck into Saturday Night Live every once in a while with the guy at the rink reporting stuff. Yeah, they and, had Chance the Rapper doing, yeah. like, a hey, hockey thing. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. Good. Yeah. nothing from NBC. I do nothing, wonder Zero. If- you won't see another NHLer on, on Fallon to save yeah. yourself. I wonder if Pat McAfee is not incentivized by ESPN who bought his show for like 90 million but to that's push awesome, hockey. Though. Yeah, like, it's that, great. It's there, great. There's not many the better conduits to have. Like he is an incredibly popular guy with one of the most popular podcasts yeah. for him to do 20 minutes talking hilariously about why hockey is awesome. Does a lot of good for the game. And he's had Bedard on already. Yeah, he had like, him on they're, yeah. they're paying some and attention. And a couple so of the producers, healthy. one of the producers was on our show once. He's a Pittsburgh guy who loves oh, hockey. Yeah, uh, last Mar- year. yeah, Nick. Mulrado or something yeah. like that? Yeah. 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 I want to say that was right. Anyways. We got, uh, we got Darren McCarty coming up uh, in a few minutes here. Four-time Stanley Cup champion and host of uh, the Woody Word. Uh, I mean, Woodward. <laughs> Woodward Sports Network. There's no affiliation to Woody Woodpecker at all, I can assure you. Um, he's he's going to join us in a couple of minutes. We'll get his thoughts on the, the frozen frenzy and... How uh, how happy was he with a, an eight thirty start uh, yeah. in, in Detroit? But before that, mm-hmm. is there a chance that maybe the Edmonton Oilers management group, led by Ken Holland, was so happy that there was sixteen oh. games played that a lot of people kind of didn't focus on the fact that uh, uh, scoring four they goals, app- four scoring four goals apparently isn't enough to beat Minnesota. Well, I told you I got 14 to 16 right. One of the ones I got wrong was Edmonton, who was up in that game 4-3 in the third period against Minnesota before giving up a five goals, which... Oh, were, really, so you went, you went Edmonton win? Yeah. With well, no McDavid? I'm going to bet Edmonton win from now till the end of November. This team is not this bad. Like, it is baffling. No, I... I I think they're right where we thought there would be a team that has to the best team in hockey because people thought that I didn't, but well, ten people here. Did. I, I yeah. had them. I had them right there with the Leafs, like great offensively and guys that can carry the okay. team. But, but if you had them with the Leafs, you have them as a hundred point team. They're, they're playing as a basement team. I, I I don't think I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs. Bad, right? Is that what we were talking about? I guess, yeah. I just think that uh, that that blue line and. Evan Bouchard, I'm sorry, can't play five on five. He's can't play. Five, can't play the the pinch when they're right at four now. or three. I know they're they're pushing, but he makes a pinch before the Hartman hat trick goal. That was like God, just stuck in the middle, no commitment to which, going or not going. The which goal ahead goal bounced off his stick right into the front of the net too. Like which there's plenty of time right. left in the game. Yeah. You've 
You're still in it. Like, it is just the worst decision. Yeah. Well, it's a non-decision, right? It's just stuck in no man's land. And, you know, for the Oilers team, some baffling ones. Was it him as well? No, but the I was thinking the too many men penalties kept. Like, they took three. Three, which many. I've never heard of before in my life. I doubt there's ever been more. It would be hard. I, I mean, That's I, probably tied the NHL record. Yeah, yeah. like I looked last year at the teams who had the most too many men penalties. I think Ottawa had 20. Oh, my God. Over 82 games, That's which is lot. an atrocity. But, atrocity. but Edmonton had nine all of last season. They had three in last night's game. So, you know, I don't know how you feel about blaming the coach for line change issues. I tend to think it's the players. but It is the players, but somebody's got to hold them accountable, and that ultimately falls on the coach. And But it falls on the coach now. Like, once that happens, it falls on the coach. Typically in the game, the coach says, Kipper, your line's yeah. up, you know? We're well, with DeHarnay, your, your pair's going. I don't know. I don't know what defenseman it was, but he... He gave he gave the look see to the was bench. It, Kulak? I, it he might have been Kulak. The change, then he didn't. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Um, we'll get back to the oil. Let's welcome in Darren McCarty, four-time Stanley Cup champion, doing a terrific job covering the Red Wings. How are you, pal? What's going on, boys? Just love listening to you talk about hockey and um, the head scratcher in the league. Obviously, is uh, you know the Oilers and stuff, but I think what you saw as you guys were talking about last night, is the question that we all have uh, about that team. It's it's in net and about holding, you know, the one goal lead late, let alone give it up five. So yeah. there's issues all around the league. There's great things around the league, like what we got going on in Detroit. So we won't worry about what Uncle Ken's got going on in Edmonton. <laughs> Where are you? Uh, for those of you that uh, aren't uh, fortunate enough to see our, our show uh you're sitting in your basement. You're sitting in an office. I'm looking at Sick amazing background. amazing you pictures of you and your team. I'm sitting in the Bob Probert Memorial Man Cave, right? <laughs> and I got your buddy Chicklets there, horse teeth, Chris Draper, smiling over my shoulder with the other uh, four Stanley Cup uh, yeah. consoles from Kirk Malby and obviously the perfect human, Nick Lidstrom, yeah. and myself with the four cups. So I- I'm in my... Uh, Humble uh, office slash uh, corner spot that uh, uh, I'm allowed at the abode. So that's where <laughs> we do all this stuff. So Draper must be still smiling as uh, Steve Eiserman's right-hand man now. And uh, did anybody see a 5-1-1 one, one, uh, start? I don't think. Uh, let's be realistic. I don't, I don't think what we did. I think what you want to see, what you're seeing is what we thought. Power play. Boom. Power plays a catalyst for this team. You add to Brinkett, I think you go back to what Steve Eisman, because all you have to do, the hashtag uh, Wiser plan is listen to the man. And he said what Alex Brinkett does, obviously natural goal scorer, as we've seen so far this year to remind people, but he makes everybody around him better, right? So it's all about synergies. And I think that the one thing that we've not only added um, – like the the one thing, Kipper, and you know this, right? As as guys that where we play, we see the game from sort of the you know the protecting our teammates and the grind. JT Comfer is sort of like because he's sort of activated the cops and the Rasmussen's. And you look at what Valeno's doing, you know, down the lineup. Uh, we got scoring throughout, you know. And then you had guys like Daniel Sprong and and Clem Costin and and Christian Fisher and, and 
guys that have played in this league know what it's like to play in this league and got a little sandpaper to their game. So um, let alone, you know, our back end, we started the conversation talking Edmonton. We're along the same lines, right? It's can our defense hold up? We got some young guys in the system, but are they not ready yet? And then question mark, obviously, is in, in goal. Can really who's... Uh, can Huso, you know, weather the storm or James Reimer or Alex Lyon, can can they do it by committee? So, but we're so happy where it is. And it all starts, like I said, with, with the power play. Clicking the way it is because legitimately when you think of power plays in this league, you got to give respect to our power play just like you do to the Ovies in, in Washington and the and the Cooch and Stamkos in uh, Tampa. So I think that's the biggest stride. What's the potential for Dylan Larkin? I'm sorting the stand or the stats by points right now. He's first in the NHL. He, you know, 14 points in seven games. Guy's never been above a point per game in his career. Is, is it possible at 27 he's taken another offensive step? Why not? Go look at who he's played with. And not saying he hasn't played with good NHL players, but yeah. he's never had a guy like Alex DeBrickett. You know, on his line. I was asked today, we do big D, big D energy. Um, Woodward Sports Network, Kipper, not Woody Woodpecker Sports Network. <laughs> I got it. I'm sorry. To call it earlier. I don't want to get but you mad I, at me. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, I relate this uh, this move in a different way, but along the likes of when we got Brendan Shanahan. I mean, if Shanahan went on to score, you know, in the 96-7 seasons, it's 49 goals for us, but it's just, how dangerous he made the power play, how he made guys around him better, how he showed Martin LaPointe and myself how to, you know, be those slash, you know, poor man's power forwards or whatever that you needed to win. So I think it just goes up and down through through the lineup. And again, also, too, it's speed. They can skate. You look at last night, Seattle arguably is the fastest team in the league. You know, throughout the lineup, and that game was back and forth. If you could stay up for it, I mean, I know it was eight thirty puck drop for some of us old guys, but it was a heck of a exhibition of speed. You know, something that you and I had. Kipper. Oh yeah, without a doubt, four-time Stanley Cup champion Darren McCarty joining us on the Real Kipper and Bourne Show and host of Woodward Sport Network. Hey, um, gotta ask you about the blue line, and it's led by uh, Cider. Uh, who every time I watch him, he's like Mr. Everything now. Uh, but you've also added a guy that uh, is near and dear to our producer Sammy's heart, uh, Justin Hall, who is off to a, a good start. I'm like, saw some of the worst pinches in the history of the game as a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs, yet I watch him, and now he's like this disciplined guy who picks his spots, who's looking real good. Like, what's the secret here? Yeah, you know what? So who? So if we're talking about the secret and stuff like that, look behind the bench, and you know it's got to be my former teammate and uh, Bob Bugner. You know some influence in that. You you want to start with most cider, most cider. I just relate to Victor Hedman. He's more of that that type of guy. So where was Hedman in his second and third year coming along? You know, still make some mistakes there, but. Logging the ice time and he's going to be everything and all that. And you look at like, you look at like J- Justin Hall. Let's let talk about him acquisition. You look at uh, Gossesphere, Petrie, you know, the, these guys that like Hall's one of those guys that's been around. He's a physical guy. 
right? Which which you need on the back end. So um, I just look at it a lot of times. It's it's being in the right sort of system and not being afraid. And um, you know, when you got Steve Eisman that goes out and wants you and signs you and stuff like that and believes in you, maybe that has something to do with it. So I just like the the biggest thing watching this Red Wings team is they're not thinking. They're just playing, mm-hmm. and they're all listening. Whatever song they're listening to, they're all listening to the same song. If that makes sense. So, if they're to get in the playoffs, if they really have taken this significant step, they have to pass some people. Some people got to fall out, and you know, not just the people they got to catch. Ottawa thought they were a lot better this summer, and they're struggling. And Buffalo thought this is the year they were going to take a stride. How do you handicap Detroit against some of the other teams in that division? As the top of the, are they better than Buffalo and Ottawa? Well, I thought that the I think that you nailed it right there, right? If there any of the it was those three teams, Buffalo, Ottawa, and Detroit, um, who's gonna peek their way in? And then in the same conversation, who's gonna fall out, right? Everybody thought that the way with Patrice Bergeron go, you know, the captain of Boston and stuff, it had to be them and their disappointment. And I'm going, No, no, that's not the way it works. You're not gonna set the league record and go in the first round. Everybody else, they you're on a you're on a mission, so it's not them. Might be Pittsburgh, uh, irrelevant. That's why it's so important to the start of the season. So you're not chasing. So whatever you know, our Red Wings can do right now. But Buffalo, unfortunately, put themselves behind the eight ball, and you know that's that's the way it is. So I do. I've said it all along. I had a clock that expired last year, and if I look at this Red Wings team from from the, the starting day lineup, even to the lineup tomorrow night, uh, compared to what it ended the season with, it's night and day. So um, they're better. They're going to keep being consistent. So I think the coach of the line, you're going to hear the word relevant. They're I was going to ask you about that shirt. What's what, that? I was going to ask you about that shirt. It says Detroit relevance 2324. <laughs> that's, that's it. The that's, aim is staying in the mix. That was coach's. Uh, Coaches, uh, that's what Derek Lyon, you're going to hear. That's his uh, key word for this team this year. They're back to being relevant, and I believe that that means uh, playing a playoff game, which which unfortunately um, all Detroit Red Wings hockey fans have not seen um, at Little Caesars Arena, but that is going to change. Hey, I got to ask you, uh, how did uh, ESPN's Frozen Frenzy go over in Detroit uh I heard uh, Derek Lalonde, the head coach, uh, had some choice words about the uh, 8.30 start. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's different. And, Kipper, you could talk to this, too, just as a player or whatever. When you're, you know, it's one thing to go from 7 to, so Julius Arena, 7.30 games, right? So you're pregame skate in the morning at 10.30 to when you eat, to your nap, to when you leave your house to get down. Um to adjust it to a seven o'clock game is something, but then to back it up another hour and a half, like there's a legitimacy to, to your body clock. It's not an excuse, but um, yeah, that just, uh, you know, I, I love the fact, uh, you know, coaches sticking up for the players because you know, some, most of the time it's rumblings that he's hearing in the, in the room. Can't let it, the maturity of an NHL hockey team is you can't let that, affect you there's going to be way worse stuff that's going to affect you throughout the season so uh what whatever i mean it was listen i felt it this morning if that means anything <laughs> well listen if he uh if he learned how to 
protect his players. He learned it from watching your career, man. You were uh, one of the best at it. Really appreciate your time, Mac. Appreciate it coming from you, Kipper. Also, too, love what you guys do and everything about the NHL Network promoting the greatest game in the world. So, uh, everybody enjoy and remember, go Wings. There you go. Darren McCarty. Thanks, Mac. Appreciate it. Four, not one, four Stanley Cups. God, can you imagine if you get your hands on a player like him today? And I just remember the inside out uh, Stanley Cup final in Detroit. Yeah. I don't know who he undressed. On Philly. Sorry? On Philly? Yeah. He just sent him packing. Yeah. Went around, crossed the net. I've seen that goal a million times. Yes. And it never uh, gets old. Yeah, and they should never stop showing it. And then he it's, danced it's, around uh, Hextall. Yeah. yeah. And the goal, he came poking way out, and he ran into him, goes spinning around. And those yeah. Detroit teams are unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like you can build a really fun team without a salary cap. <laughs> Anyways. Fair that's... Oh, they were allowed to be good for and, a long time. Yeah, what a concept. And, 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 and the trade yes, one right now. Exactly. Or, yeah, any good team. Yeah. And the brawl against Colorado. Those are the oh, two things you got to remember. Yeah, the documentary on that. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, featuring a lot of our boy. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah he was, all over yeah, it, for sure. Awesome. Not, not to go back and beat the drum of, beat the Oilers. of the Oilers. Like, how how concerned are you that this thing snowballs? Calgary lost last night to the New York Rangers 3-1. Wasn't their best effort either. Mm-hmm. There seems to be a, a lack of energy right now coming from the Flames. Vancouver finds a way to uh, get their points off of Nashville. Yeah. So still still some good things going across the country, but yeah. it's Vancouver and Calgary weren't, as Sammy said earlier, heavily favored team to go to the dance. And sometimes in the NHL, you know, teams outperform or underperform their true talent level at the start of the season, throughout the season. It happens, right? And so, you know, we'll get to this later, but the Ottawa Senators are saying um, not to hit the panic button. And, yeah, don't panic. Things can happen, yada, yada. But Vegas is 7-0-0. Yeah. And Colorado is 7-0-0 or 6-0-0. And Boston is 6-0-0. Like, the good teams win pretty consistently. So... I don't think you can look at these starts and say it's nothing. You can't say it's nothing there when the good teams are already at the top and the really bad teams are already at the bottom. It probably means something. Who are you more concerned about, Calgary or Edmonton? I'm more concerned about Calgary over the course of the year. Yeah. You know, Edmonton's start is more disastrous, but Calgary seems to have real problems that could be lasting. Yeah. I I hope Edmonton pulls out of it. I don't want Edmonton to stink. I think they got to pull out of this. Uh, Elliot, uh, no, I do. I don't like you know. There's a friendly don't. rivalry between yeah. the Oilers and Leafs, but you want them to be relevant. They got the best player in the world. Like you want them to be relevant. Elliot right. Friedman reported on Hockey Night in Canada that uh, he really feels like there there's going to be some movement on a Hannafin contract, mm-hmm. which I, I suppose if they get out of the gate and it's looking good, there's there's reason to to think that you want to keep the momentum going, but if if Calgary looks like they're going to struggle again this year, does that make less sense to go sign them? Are you then suggesting a rebuild? I don't know whether or not it's a complete rebuild. The, the Huberto like, and Kadri contract. Well, that's the thing. And there, then does it affect Lindholm? Things, right? Like it's a, it's does a, Lindholm still want to sign yeah. if it's well, going to be a struggle? that would affect things a good deal. If I'm him and I'm looking at things and we're three and eight or something like that, not so sure I want to do that. But it's too, you know, it's Treliving who was in there when they were a competitive team. They were a 100-point team. They're in the playoffs. He's forced into the trade to 
or get rid of Gaudreau leaves on him. He forced to trade Kachuk. And then it's a different philosophy comes in and you're, he signs Kadri. They sign. Yeah, it, they're back it's just, in. It's a bunch of different conflicting views if you're going to blow it up. Like, there's no way to me. I think the problem is you thought in Huberto you're getting a top 10 offensive creator, top 20 offensive creator, and he's not. Yeah. And Kadri probably not going to match his peak outputs. No. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's... Real concerns there. Their decor is still really good, but not defending well lately. 26 goals through seven games again. Mm. And Kadri has one point in seven games so far this year. Right. Dash eight. Ooh. Yeah. Two struggling teams heading towards an outdoor game Sunday well, night. But that to me doesn't lower the stakes. No, it's early enough in the season game. that you need these. You need those points. And with Connor McDavid in that game for sure, it should be fine. <laughs> with him definitely playing. Yeah, yeah with his one hundred percent him playing. Just with his stop that nonsense. No, he talk. is hundred percent playing. I yeah. Yeah, he's gonna play. No. No? By the way, we have no, no. information. Oh, we no. have no oh, information. Yeah. What am I, breaking news? I'm just saying. <laughs> We're just tell- I'm telling you he should not play. Agree. Should and aren't yeah. are two different things. Points are too big. Um, you do your thing? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, it's time for Game Time, presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odd and, and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus. Over uh, Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Over under on coffee spilled for the rest of the season. <laughs> Zero point five. Yeah. I'm taking the under. Okay, thanks, buddy. I yeah. appreciate that. Got you. Just checking in on the uh, cup uh, odds for the uh, for the favorites. Colorado Avalanche are the favorite. Vegas Gold Knights tied at plus seven hundred. The next one inter- is interesting to me. It's the Leafs' next opponent, the Dallas Stars. They're nine to one. They're ahead of the undefeated Dev. They're uh, uh, the undefeated Bruins. They're ten to one. They're, you know, it's not much better, but they're ahead of them. They're ahead of the Hurricanes, other sort of teams that you would expect to be in that mix. Uh, they really love the Stars, the books, which, Kipper, you picked them, right? I did pick them. Yeah. So that's, uh, I just bring that up because, you know, Luke said in our first hour that this is a real mm-hmm. opponent. It's a really good test for the Leafs coming up here playing against them. I just think that uh, they're... <sighs> Big is good, as Vegas has shown us and some other teams the last few years, and they're just just in the way of a lot of people. Is, and if you're not yeah. chasing and you eventually make people come through you, mm-hmm. you have a better chance of uh, having success defensively, and that's what they do. They don't chase. They. I, I mean, yeah, I'm not a sold on Dallas. No? No. Is there anything, though, Kip? That you love more if you're co- you're Bruce Cassidy and you're coaching the Vegas Golden Knights and no one at Sportsnet picks them to win the cup. Oh my! The the, the odds at the sports books don't have them as the favorite. They just won the cup and they're seven. No, they're, t- they're tied to, the, to be the favorite. Okay, they're seven to one. Okay, yeah. Petrangelo okay. didn't even Cold play favorite. last night. But even oh, was he hurt or yeah? Oh, see the goal that kid scored on for them last night, Vegas. Yeah, the through the legs, yeah. top corner, Cotter, 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 yeah. Cotter. yeah. Paul Cotter. Yes, unbelievable goal. So the I think you can easily play this off if you're the coach is saying nobody believes in us. They don't think we're good no, enough. They think it was no, a fluke. No, 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 no. The experts don't think we're going to win. No, that's not true. Yes, that's not the true. Experts think we the just, Oilers are better than you. Nick Saban, who coaches Alabama football. Is always like, oh, nobody believes Listen, in us. And they've been like 12 and over six straight okay. years. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't confuse that 
they know Edmonton. They hope. It's a wish. Majority of the people here had Leafs and and Edmonton in a final because it's self-serving. No one picked the Leafs, by the way. Not this one season, not this did, season, but no. last season no. they did. No. But that's their wish. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I think it's. I <laughs> yeah. mean, it's but, all our wish. <laughs> like, wouldn't hurt. Look at <laughs> Vegas's fourth line, and go look at Edmonton Oilers' fourth line. Well, their fourth line two has two players, guys on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's not even close. Yeah, Vegas like once, is playing Will Carrier, Nicholas Roy, and Keith. Men and the are. other guys are. I don't even know what Edmonton's uh, bottom six are. Yeah. Last night, did you see? The shift where Derek Ryan, you know, like him. He's fine. But he's getting bounced around like a pinball. And Evander Kane has to come in and fight for him. Yeah. Good for Kane. No. Gordy yes, Howell. Gordy Howell. 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 stand up. That's just part of his no, role. No. Good for Kane. Yeah. Bad for the Oilers. How uh, about that? That works. Because... The way it works in the NHL is the fourth liner comes and helps the second liner oh, or the first line. Point. Not the other way around. Such you don't a need point. a top yeah. three defending a, a fourth liner. Yeah, What's wrong with you guys? And he's one of your. You don't have McDavid. He's one of your three best forwards that you need to score goals. And he's and off he the ice. For, right, Gordie Howe. Yep. For, uh, it's for so Vander wrong. Um, it's a really good point. Don't hit our fourth liner. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're like, Evander, we need you on the ice. We'll carry a Nick Wad, Key and Colasar. It's just a lot of human. It's Big. a lot just of human. Lots of guys. And uh, last quick one here before we head to break. Uh, after what I watched last night with Ovi and the shameless shots, I would be an idiot to not go back to over three and a half shots for Ovi tonight, which pays minus 140 on Bet365. So, yeah, uh, that was game time. Is anybody Bet365? Just one oh, more thought. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, so, go ahead. I don't know. What were you going to say on Ovi? I was going to say that if, if the Ovi watch in the next year and a half looks turns, like this, looks oh, like boy. this. Not good. This is going to be really tough to the watch. Ovi, I can't watch. You're just going, oh, this right? again. Yeah. Just to, if the team sucks and all you're doing is just watching a guy try to go get his cookies, it's they got to be good. I think good. it's too early I think to it's, pronounce it painful, I'm, but I'm just I'm saying that hey, pal, uh, I'm this, with you and I've been the, with you. On the, this. the Capitals are at a fork in the road. This is their whole identity now. This yeah. is what they're going to be like. We. Bunks and I got killed on Leafs Talk for talking about this last night, but like it's not going to be fun to watch. It's not a, it's not like they're chasing anything other than this. That's going to be their whole identity, and I, I don't want it. I forget who it was that wrote me and was like, by the way, the actual goals leader, all-time goals leader, is Gordy Howe because you combine the pro leagues that there were at the time, right? The no, no NHL goal leads the one that matters. Oh my god, you don't care if he scored him in the. That's like people saying Ichiro is the all-time hit leader because he had <laughs> two thousand in Japan. Yeah. No, or, yeah, it's like, no. No. Pete all Rose right. is the all-time hit leader because he hit them at the, just, the highest level. There's just the big leagues, and then there's... Yeah, agreed. Everything you else. You would have much better Gord, context right. than I would. Gordy's against you? his 10 against the Indianapolis that Racers. You know, <laughs> crash, hey, Crash Davis, right? This guy a slap shot? What's going career on? Career minor leaguer <laughs> at 600 home uh, runs. Uh, oh, That was game time. Presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus, Ontario only. Please play responsibly. All right, we'll take a quick break. Sammy, does that sound good? You can go get me a coffee. Try not to spill it. <laughs> Plenty more coming on Real Kipper and Born.
Right back at you on the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. 16 games last night yeah. in the frenzy. The frenzy. Magnetic night. One game tonight. It's a barn burn. How do you go from it? 16 to one? Ah, you know. It what do we call this tonight? <laughs> it calls, you know what we call it? Melted. Me watching the entire malaise. Raptors game. That's what we yeah, call it. I think it's the melted yeah. malaise. Texas at 590-590. If 16 games is frozen frenzy, we'd like to know what one game is. <laughs> yeah. Sammy, keep an eye on those. Yeah, I will. Um, this question for you guys quickly, non-hockey related. Getting a lot of tweets after you sent the tweet of me spilling the coffee. They're like, oh, how could he put cream in his coffee? How can he... Why are people, they get so bent out of shape when you don't drink black coffee? Why are black coffee people so uh, know, over so the top? superior. Drives me nuts. I know. Like, Wasn't it's... there a coach or an athlete or somebody that put mayonnaise in? Oh, my God. Yeah, there <laughs> was. Coffee? It was uh, Will Levis, the guy who got drafted for the Tennessee Titans. Put mayonnaise you got to be remembered. Like a linebacker or no, something? No, he was a quarterback. Oh boy. I would not have drafted him if I'd have known that. No. Nope. I love Mayo, doesn't but, work right. but you got to be remembered for something. But you do but you do a cream in your coffee? I do. One cream? Mm, half. And you? Cream no sugar. Yeah. I do regular from Tim's and then everywhere else I do one cream. I yeah, there is a definitely superiority. I will say I have aspired to be a black coffee guy. It's not as good. Well, here's the problem is it's not as good. It's just not as good. It's you know, like it. We'll yeah. drink it. Not Sounds as good. good. Okay. All right, good time. Thank you. Just wanted to bring that up quickly. Also, someone they beat it. Well, there for goes our coffee people. sponsor. <laughs> oh, I love coffee. I would I want coffee to sponsor us. Just the, the thing, coffee. Kipper I, and Born brought to you by coffee. <laughs> by coffee. <laughs> Dave Coffee, who invented it, is sponsoring us. All right. A um, couple of things uh, to still touch on from last night's uh frenzy. Uh the Ottawa Senators, we touched on them briefly. Yeah. Uh, Weird night. There, there's God, it just seemed like Yesterday, we were talking about... It was yesterday with Yorkie. No. <laughs> Prior to Yorkie, it seems like yesterday we were talking about this team's legit. Yeah. Right? A couple good, couple good games, and then that it, they've lost a little bit of that energy. And yeah. last night was not pretty against the Buffalo Sabres to the point where their starting goaltender was Forsberg. And you guys, I didn't watch it, but you sent me the video where Hamnick yeah. had to go to the crease. He's starting and, the third. He's like carving him, up the crease. You're not playing in the third period. What the hell is that? How does that happen? I mean, I, you know, Mike McKenna, a guy that we've had on our show fairly regularly, tweeted, this is just unforgivable. Yeah. Like if you're Forsberg to go out and be one thing to get the hook, that's embarrassing as a goalie. But to then go out there and have to do the walk of shame in oh. front of everyone for no reason. Bad. Yeah, you're getting in the mental headspace to shut the door for the third period. I got to think it was a miscommunication between maybe DJ Smith and his coaching staff to yeah. say, hey, uh, did you tell him? No, I thought you told him. No, you were supposed to tell him. And uh, I bet you DJ thought the goalie coach, whoever the goalie coach is, they would have come to that consensus in the room, and they both probably assumed the other guy was doing the... I, I guess. Letting the goalie I mean, know. That, there has to, that has to be the explanation. I, I don't think... I, was anybody available today to, to comment on it? I'm sure they're going to get asked if they haven't already. Apparently, there was some old fire DJ chance at Canadian Tire Center yesterday. You know, I will say, it's the Sens goal differential. They're plus four. They've looked good. I think they're going to be good, good players. Me I, too. I like, still I, think they're Oh, good. listen, you're not. The only question is, 
Are they ready now? Probably not. I did pick them to miss the playoffs barely this year. And I think part of that comes from being in Toronto, having seen the the Leafs finally get the elite NHL talent that Ottawa now has, and realizing that's just one piece of the puzzle. You know who missed the playoffs last year? The Pittsburgh Penguins with Crosby and Malkin and Latang and those guys. You know, plenty of great teams with talent missed the playoffs. So there's more to it than that. I will say the one thing that really stands out you know, looking at this Ottawa Senators team is that those losses were to Buffalo and Detroit at home. When they were supposed to be better than those teams, those are the teams they're climbing over, competing with. Good vibes and Lauer. Here comes the team. So these two losses hurt more emotionally, I think, than in the standings. I was just listening to all what you said there. I I looked at the text line. Boy, do we have some submissions for the one night game okay hold on save them <laughs> save them because i just want to finish off a little oh bit of uh, the ottawa senators do you have a claude drew uh yeah, clip for us yeah we do have a claude drew clip i want to hear it okay let's hear it it's not time to panic we did a lot of good things it's uh definitely frustrating the way the first two periods went um but we know what we're capable of we need to we'll look at a few things how we can get better and be more consistent in how we play because we've shown uh no, it hasn't been a lot of games there, six games. We've shown that we can play the right way and and uh, and find ways to win, but uh, we just got to be consistent in it. See, he's a good he's a good voice for them right now. He this is where he he really helps. I think yeah. that room. Yeah, they're young still, and they probably got they can get a little excited. Yeah, their captain is excitable as you watched last night. Oh. Brady Kachuk so, had a bit like, of a... there. There's a full panic. Right when he when he came off and everybody's like, I think never he seen a broke player react shoulder. like that. Like he was one of those like, I know I'm in trouble here. Reaction. Yeah, I think it was a stinger. I think so too. Which I don't know if you ever had one of those, but it feels dire. Oh my gosh, it, it feels does. dire. And then all of a sudden, ninety seconds later, you're like, I'm okay. You know, like it just sort of backs off the pain. But he seemed to really think he was in jeopardy for the season. And yeah. Obviously and, not. And then beats the brakes off Alex Tuck. Yeah. Which, you know, people, the other guys in the Sabres looked a little bit upset about that or whatever. But my advice when you're on the ice with Brady Kachuk down when you're up three goals, maybe don't do like a weird low bridge on him when he doesn't have the puck when they're losing. Yeah. Like maybe just avoid doing that to Brady Kachuk. Because I think you've seen enough that his wires like the cross here and there. So you're probably not the best idea if you're Alex Tuck. Yeah. The, The one beef I do have going into the season for the Ottawa Senators is the fact that they just didn't make it a a priority to find Pinto a spot on the team. Still and, waiting on that, eh? And, like, Tarasenko's, I think, leading the team in scoring, which is a good thing. Kubalik, I think, has had a rough time. Yes. But those two guys shouldn't have been a priority over Pinto. Mm-hmm. Especially the five million bucks I think they gave Tarasenko. Well, it's just getting harder, as we've talked about on the show. That whatever Pinto signs for will be prorated, so his cap hit will be higher. They're a tight cap hit team. Like the sooner they're going to do this, they need to do it sooner than later. So Kubalik is Sam Mitchell right now. Zeros. Yeah. And so as a team that is, we have discussed. You think they're barely a playoff team? Yeah. I think they're barely not a playoff team. The longer you go without a 20-goal-scoring third-line center in Shane Pinto or whatever you think his ceiling is, the more you're costing yourself that one or two point that could be the difference. 
this is a significant time for them to make this happen. And I don't know what the easy move is. Matthew Joseph's got three goals and three assists for six yeah. points in six games. Good player. Yeah. Just expensive player. But not that expensive. Probably should maybe just keep him. Keep good players. Yeah. It's a good rule of thumb. Just one last note on Brady Kachuk. Uh, he, he was suspended last night, and then he wasn't suspended because of uh, the automatic. Uh, right. Uh, what is it, five minutes? Yeah. Which, uh, which was an instigator and uh, a ten thousand uh, automatic one game suspension, a ten thousand dollar fine to DJ Smith, but they rescinded, Good. which they can. I would I would argue that Alex Tuck was the instigator of that. Just, like, sure. just, don't, just yeah. don't do that, right? Like, yeah. What do you expect, buddy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's great when I love you're Brady the type Kachuk, of guy man. that gets a little squirrely like a Chuck that people I, know that maybe you just shouldn't do that. With I, him. No one's going to go near him in three years. Yeah. Like, everyone's just going like, to stay away from him. He goes to the front of the net, and... He's going to have 40 goals in 10 fights I in the same season. As love him. I yeah. love him. He's one of my favorite players in the league. Kale McCarr, also one of my favorite players in the league. You guys see that goal he scored last night? I did, against the Islanders. Yeah. Um, a lot of goals in that game. There were. I will say, it's a well-defended play. Yeah. Like, you're making an elite player go to his backhand and take a shot from out by the hash marks. I mean, it's a nasty shot. Bar down on one of the best goalies in the league, backhand with his hips turned. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know, when you, a team, a guy that you build a team around, if you're drafting guys, I think he's number two, right? I don't think, is that a hot take, number two behind McDavid? I just, you know, Nathan McKinnon is so elite that it's tough to know who you'd take yeah, first, but I'd rather just, I'd take McCarr. It's just a matter of your preference on who do you want to build a team around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like a, a good D. Outside of McDavid and maybe a couple of handful of guys, like forwards are a dime a dozen compared to a great D. Yeah, that's, these days it seems harder to get an elite D, so maybe that's a fair take. So skimming around the NHL today, I've been um, I have an article up on Sportsnet.ca, and it's about the new stats. A lot of it is stuff that you and I talked about yesterday. What do you think this means? You know, what can you learn from it or whatever. One of the things I, ca- I came across was just Dmitry Orlov, who's playing in a bit of a d- different system. Bottom, bottom pair defenseman right now. Do you know what his plus minus is on the Carolina Hurricanes? It's, uh, Car- Orlov and Carolina right now are like the fur- furthest thing away from looking like a contending team. Uh, minus this, 11. This, this is one of the bigger stories that no one's talking about is what's wrong with Carolina Hurricanes. I mean, it's all defending and, I guess, goaltending. They can't defend a lick. Uh, you know, so I told you, minus 11 is the worst plus minus in the NHL by three. Um, you know, Evander Kane, Nazem Kadri, and Evan Bouchard right there knocking on the door. But So Orlov's worst plus minus in the league. They went out and got Tony D'Angelo. He's minus six. Natchez is minus seven. These guys are getting shredded in Carolina. Um, a team that's been so good defensively, like the best got, team in the league for years at this. Orlov with Chatfield. The, I mean, I like Chatfield. I like all their What is he, seven and a half for two years? Orlov. Orlov, yeah. Would you like to know how many goals the Carolina Hurricanes have given up so far this season? Very much so. 33. Yeah. And I think the next Through closest games. is, I think 28 is the next closest, which is crazy. The worst defensive team in the NHL is Carolina Hurricanes, whose decor is Slavin and Pesci and... Uh, Who's well, down Orlov for four, four to six with for oh, him? Yeah, she's yeah, hurt. yeah. But just got her yesterday, right? Yeah. So I lied. The next closest to them is twenty-seven. It's the Oilers. 
So they've given the up. Oilers are the second yeah. worst, eh? 33 goals already for Slavin, Brent Burns, Brady Shea, Tony D'Angelo, Dmitry Orlov, and usually Pesci's in there. Jalen Chatfield, an excellent seventh defenseman. And the one thing is with, with that owner, we know that behind the scenes, the players will always, it, the conversations around dinner or on the bus will always come back to money. You think that the organization's tight? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to a think about little, it? A little. How about... And is Pesci one of those guys that uh, needs a new contract? Slavin needs one in a couple of years. Where's Pesci? Pesci needs a new one. Well, they talked you, to him. You, Pesci you, was the Nylander rumored yeah. trade, UFA. Right? Is he UFA after this year? Yeah. yeah. I'm almost certain that's the case. And then, and then uh, Rod Brindamore needs uh, an extension. The favorite for uh, Coach of the Year, by the way. Still. Yeah. Even well, you know what's funny goals. is they have guys. Brady Shea's plus five. Slavin's plus four. Like, they have some guys who've been okay for him, but yeah. they're getting. Pesci is a pending UFA. He's in the last year of a uh, six-year, $24 million contract. So that is great drama in the Metro because that was a, you know, supposed to be a cup contender as well this year. So part, part of the joy of uh, Sammy McKee's summer was uh, the demise of the Boston Bruins. Oh, God. Well, guys, what's happening? I what would, does it take? Would you like to know how many goals they've given up so far this season? I know the answer. Kipper, care to yeah. guess? Six games they've played. Take a guess. Six, I want to say uh, nine. Seven. Oh, my God. <laughs> Seven goals. Seven. That's how yeah. many Edmonton gave up last night. Edmonton gave up five in a period last night, actually. Yeah, and the, the, yeah seven goals. Three nothing, their win last night against Chicago and Connor Bedard. Eighteen minutes for Connor Bedard. Do you see Marshawn? Had a goal. Uh, this is when you know you're, you're desperate for highlights out of Chicago. Oh, I know. They this, showed the Connor one. Bedard's goal like four times, and it's like didn't count. It didn't count. Why Don't are you giving it. me three different angles on the show and then turn around and say, "Oh, it didn't count." We got to build the superstars here. So uh, what we're doing, I got he's been on so the Pat McAfee without, show. Without it, he didn't get a shot on goal. <laughs> That's I agree. Like I know it's a dinosaur take to agree with Kipper, but I completely agree. Like he caught a puck in the middle of slice shot in the net. It didn't count. I Why think are we you seeing it a hundred times? Our dumbos. That's what I think. Oh, I, I Kipper, think we're trying to. I got a Bedard thing for you. Yesterday I was looking up. I asked Borny to look it up for me because he's much smarter than me when it comes to this sort of thing. But average shift length. Because I, I was very, that. I was very interested in what. Because yeah. it felt like Matthews and Marners are taking long shifts. Five forwards, average yeah. shift length. Right. You know, yeah. Do you know who number one in the league is, or number two in the league? Don't is? tell me. Number two in the league is Connor Bedard. Yeah. To second to Capriel Kaprizov. The longest shifts in the league. That's just to an eighteen-year-old rookie. That's just. Uh, He's all they got, Kip. What do you want him to do? I don't even want to comment on it. On? Physically hurt, uh, Kip. It, it physically would. hurts me. That, Your boy uh, Marner's right behind him. Yeah. yeah, but I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's done a few things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's may cause a little bit of rift with promoters and league-wide. If he doesn't play or what? No, that oh, if you you have it? to pull him back, but. I, I don't care. All right. Do you want some of these names for the for the one night game? Hold on, hold on, hold on. One game nights, uh, right? One more comment. Oh, uh, yeah. We need to fit that in. Uh, Brad Marchand giving Connor Bedard the, a, a little bit of the Love business, it. holding him on by Love the bench. If you're Bedard, just, it's like an honor. Like yeah, you've seen course. him do it your and whole he cares career. You're about like, you? Oh my God, what is wrong with you guys? <laughs> what? If I am Chicago, I'm going squirrely. You want someone to go kill Marchand? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. you just oh. can't. I don't want you doing that to an 18-year-old kid. I don't. It's a bad message. And the guy's sitting there, and he's like, are you done with me? Can I, can I go back to my, <laughs> my bench now? No, not back? yet, kid. Wait. All right. 
it's just it's a it's a horrible look for the kid, and it's a horrible look that 19 other guys don't say a word to Brad Marchand and say, "Listen, I'm, I'm taking a five game suspension on you right now. I don't care." Maybe they don't stand up for the kid because he's taking minute and three second shifts. <laughs> <laughs> it's a decent theory. See, at least at least you're making sense for me right now. It, it, you you've given me something to think about. Way, yeah, maybe you're right. Averaging over a minute per shift is All right. insane. Uh, what's our what's our and one game tonight called? It's weird to see Marshawn with the C. Okay, uh, I got. A couple here. The first one I'll say is uh, the one-night stand. Uh, <laughs> I like that. The puddle. Uh, the tranquil mist. <laughs> now we're talking. That sounds like a strain of marijuana. <laughs> Capital punishment. The melted malaise. <laughs> That's me. And uh, the bag of ice. That is fantastic. There you go. Sounds like what we got All tonight. Good. That is awesome. The melted malaise. I'll what do we have tonight? Uh, capitals and who? Devils. I'll be watching the raps tonight. Sorry, sorry, Caps and Dennis. That's all right. We'll give you the night off, Sammy. Okay, just like that, our two hours up. Our thanks to Darren McCarty, four-time Stanley Cup champion. Enjoy your one game of the one-night stand (laughs) brought to you by ESPN. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for tuning in wherever you're watching, listening, or downloading. Give us a rating and review if you get a chance, and we're back tomorrow on Real Kipper and Born. Have a great night, everybody.